Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. During his ministry, Witness Lee emphasized the experience of Christ as life and the practical oneness of the believers. He was unbending in his conviction that God's goal is the body of Christ. Through his messages, he stressed the importance for us to grow in life and to function as Christians so that the body can build itself up. We're happy to bring you recorded portions from his ministry today, along with some of our own thoughts. And we welcome your comments and questions. You can reach us toll free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Now let's join today's program. The Apostle Paul was the vessel chosen by God to carry the New Testament ministry to the non-Jewish world. He was also ultimately used to pen more than half of the books in the New Testament. From his personal encounter with the resurrected Christ to his full realization of the meaning of the term, body of Christ, his life and ministry stand as a great inspiration and example to believers throughout all ages. We look at the beginning of his ministry on today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee served the Lord Jesus for his entire life on every continent and left us with a rich and bountiful harvest from his life of ministry. The fruit of his labor is the basis of our program, and again today we include short portions of his spoken messages on our life study of Acts along with our own discussion. And with us here for that purpose once again is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome to the program, and thanks for joining us as we continue to enjoy the riches in this book of, I almost want to say this new book of Acts. Yes, it's really new to me too, Chris. We saw yesterday, Francis, that Peter's ministry as the leading factor in God's move at that time was now drawing down or somewhat waning, and the Lord was preparing Paul to assume his eventual role. Today, we're going to see Paul fully initiated into the ministry as the apostle to the uncircumcision. Francis Peter was still on the scene, and the Bible identifies him as the apostle to the circumcision. Why do we say that Peter's ministry was waning at this point in time? Peter's ministry, Chris, was waning, or being seen as waning, because uh, he had been a choice vessel, being a Jew himself, fully involved and fully saturated with the Old Testament teaching and the tradition of Judaism, the Lord had really rescued him, but we see in him a certain limitation that we don't see in the Apostle Paul. Peter was really the apostle to the uh, circumcision, to the Jews. But the Lord had now picked up another apostle, the apostle at this time still called Saul, and had really marked him out as the one to take the gospel to the Gentiles. So we would have to say that at this juncture, Peter's ministry is waning in that the thrust of the ministry now is to go out into the uttermost part of the earth to cover not only Judea and that region right there, but to be spread to the Gentiles everywhere. So for this purpose, Paul comes in the scene. This teaches us, I believe, a real lesson, not to think that we have everything, we could be uh, joined in with another worker 
going the same direction for the same goal, the same purpose, but having a different uh, sphere of function. So this is the case with Peter. His sphere of function is still there, but it's not as prevailing from now on as Paul's was who came to spread the gospel even to the Gentiles. You have to say, too, that he opened the door by going to the house of Cornelius. So I don't know whether to say waning or fulfilled or what, but at least Paul comes on the scene in a much stronger way. Well, Francis, we're going to join Witness Lee now. We do have a profound point in our first section today, and I think to get it, we really need the verses as a good foundation. Uh, This is Acts 13. And as they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, now Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. Then, when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. They then, having been sent out by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed away to Cyprus. A couple of hidden things that are going to emerge in a marvelous way, Francis, in this life study from these verses. Let's join Witness Lee. In this section, we could see a strong and excellent pattern that we have to take the Lord's lead all the way in Him, by Him, and with Him. So these five dear ones, they were so faithful and so positive, they ministered here, not to people. They ministered to the Lord. The five came together to minister directly to the Lord. This means they were not in the outer court around the altar. They were in the holy place along the incense altar. You see, the priest, they minister at two places. To serving the people, they ministered in the outer court along the altar to offer sacrifices to God for the people. This is one place. There's another place inside the holy place to uh, burn the incense, the priest there around the incense altar to serve the Lord directly. And these five dear brothers, they were there, not in the outer court, but in the holy place around the incense altar, ministering to the Lord directly. And they prayed. While they were ministering to the Lord in this way, the Lord came to them. The Lord, as the Spirit, spoke to them, set apart Barnabas and Saul for me. Uh, There are some teachers who consider the Spirit as someone different from the Lord. And they say the Spirit is the agent of the Lord. They say the Spirit is the representative of the Lord. If so, here the Spirit shouldn't say to Barnabas Saul, separate Barnabas Saul unto me. He should say, separate Barnabas Saul unto the Lord. Because I, the Spirit, am an agent of the Lord. I'm working for the Lord. I represent the Lord. So I shouldn't say separate Barnabas and Saul unto me. I should say separate Barnabas and Saul unto the Lord for whom I am working. <laughs> you think, Brother Lee, you are too much. 
They're all together too much. Well, I'm not too much. You read verse 2. And as they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me. Here you have the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and the me. You tell me, who's the me? Is the me only the Holy Spirit, not the Lord? Hmm? Think about it. Surely the me here is the Lord. The Lord. Because these five ones were ministering to the Lord. They were ministering to the Lord. When the Lord spoke to them, he spoke to them as the Holy Spirit. So, this corresponds with Paul's word. Now the Lord is the Spirit. So, this Spirit could say, separate two for me. Who's me? Me is the Lord. Me, surely, is the Holy Spirit. And you shouldn't understand that the Holy Spirit is a separate one from the Lord. The Holy Spirit is the Lord. Whom you minister. When you minister, you minister to the Lord. When the Lord responds to you, He responds to you as the Holy Spirit. So this one could say, You separate Barnabas and Saul for me, because I'm the Lord. Me is the Lord. Francis, here is a somewhat hidden or perhaps obscure point, but very marvelous nonetheless. We read in verse 2 that the brothers were ministering to the Lord, and then the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me. This, Chris, shows us undeniably that the Lord is the Spirit. This is a strong indication to that fact that the Lord is the Spirit. And this is also backed up by 1 Corinthians 15.45b, a verse we really treasure a great deal in the Lord's move these days in opening up his word. The last Adam, which is Christ himself, became the life-giving spirit. And also in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the spirit. So we have to realize that when uh, this word was spoken there and written there in the book of Acts. These brothers were ministering to the Lord. By praying and fasting, they were ministering to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me. So the Holy Spirit is not, as some people think, like a representative of God or something representing the Lord Jesus. Jesus is the Lord. And through his death and resurrection, he became the life-giving spirit. So this me in this verse that you read really points to the Lord as the spirit. This spirit is the Lord himself. This is a marvelous truth concerning the triune God. We don't try to explain it. We just believe it because the Bible said it. Francis, I thought it was very interesting in Witness Lee's speaking that the Spirit didn't say set apart for the one whom I represent, but specifically set apart for me. That's right. He made a strong point of using the word me uh, by the Spirit, and the work is for the Lord. So the Spirit and the Lord are really one. 
another point, Francis, that we have to say uh, we're so grateful to the Lord in this ministry to open our eyes to see these kind of hidden things. We read across these verses, and uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I don't tend to glean these, uh, these marvelous riches in the way that our brother was able to do and present to us. No, this is the Lord's way, and we are so thankful that he brought us under this kind of ministry, can open up these things that are definitely there. We just didn't see them. So when he opens them up, we realize, yes, that's what it says. That's the way it is. The Lord is the Spirit. Francis, let's go back to more of Witness Lee's sharing. Then they all five took the word, and the three laid the hand upon the five. Do you think this is kind of ordination? What is this? Is this a kind of ordination? The three, one is the chairman, the other secretary, and the third is the treasury. So the chairman, secretary, and uh, uh, treasury, the three lead the hand on the <laughs> two thin ones, assuring them that the board surely will support them <laughs> with dollars and cents. If I'm going to be sent to Africa without chairman, treasurer, secretary laying their hand upon me, I wouldn't go. <laughs> Why? Because who would support me? Where my daughter since could come? The chairman is not here. The treasurer doesn't agree. And the secretary keeps silent. How could I go? So all the three signs must be on me. As long as their hands are among me, I'm okay. I go. I will get dollars. I will get the cents. Maybe I'm too bad in person. And maybe I hate to be too bad. But this is the situation. Their sins, don't stretch your hand out to give people assurance that you will support. You will send the dollar cents. No. But give your hand out with the triumph God. Amen. Not to ordain them, but to identify yourself with them. Brothers, go. I will go with you. Not my daughter, not my son, but my spirit, my prayer, every drop of my blood will go with you. This is right. This is not ordination. You see, this is identification. Since when we stretch our, our hand to lay upon someone called and sent by the Lord, we must lay our hand upon them in this way. Otherwise, don't do the laying on of hands. It is not a ritual. It is not a kind of ordination. No. It is a matter of life. You do have the burden. The three did have the burden to share their commission. So they laid their hand upon the two, indicating and promising that they would go with them in their prayer, in their spirit, even in the risking of the life. This is the right way. We must go this way. We must go this way. So you could see today, because of the background, because of the uh, damage then, 
by the ritual things, we do have a burden quite often to do this, but hesitated to do it because mostly the people think, well, this is just a kind of ordination or this is just a kind of ritual. But we shouldn't have ordination nor ritual. We need the proper, the genuine identification. Properly speaking, we need the laying of hands. But we shouldn't do it ritually. We have to do it according to the inner leading and the proper burden in the spirit. Here, you see, a good pattern. This pattern in chapter 13, this could be easily, and this has to be repeated. Francis, another similar point is presented here. First, we saw the oneness of the Lord and the Spirit from verse 2. They are really not separate. And here, the brothers lay hands on Barnabas and Saul, identifying them with the body and send them out. What, then, do we see by the language in verse 4 concerning how God and the Spirit regarded this action? Well, this is quite a marvelous uh, revelation. Again, we see one thing after another. Uh, These brothers are really identified with the Holy Spirit, and they are acting in the same way as the Spirit is acting. They, then, having been sent out by the Holy Spirit, that means that these two brothers, Barnabas and Saul, were sent out by the Holy Spirit. But it also says that they uh, were sent by the brothers. There were five brothers together, praying, fasting, ministering to the Lord. And three of these brothers uh, lay their hands on these two brothers, Barnabas and Saul, and send them out. And then it says, being sent out by the Holy Spirit. This is the marvelous coordination of the body with the head. This is the marvelous coordination of the brothers with the Holy Spirit. Oh, if we could see this in our practice of serving the Lord, what a marvel if we could just contact the Lord in the Spirit all the time. We could act in harmony with what the Holy Spirit does as these brothers did. They identified themselves, even laid their hands on these two to send them out. But this laying on of hands was just for an identification. It wasn't a kind of ordination as is practiced today, but it's really identifying themselves and standing with these brothers who were to go out for the work to which the Spirit had called them. You get the feeling, Francis, there was a significant level of oneness uh, amongst the brothers, and the, the Spirit was able to honor that by indicating the Lord's desire uh, to send these ones out. And then, as you mentioned, this perfect coordination, this perfect harmony between the brothers, one another, and with the Lord in the Spirit. It's a marvelous picture. It really is. And if they were uh, acting as a committee and trying to decide whether these two brothers should go out or not, uh, the whole picture would be different. It would be an organizational type of thing. But as it is, It's really the action of the organism of the triune God lived out in his body. Well, Francis, we have one portion left from Witness Lee. Let's get to it. The start in Antioch surely is our pattern. In this pattern, there is a little defect. That is about the bringing of Mark. Both Barnabas and Saul didn't have experience 
Strictly speaking, according to the history in Acts, they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't bring Mark with them. Eventually, Mark became a dropout. Mark went with them for a short way. And uh, when they came to Cyprus, nearly at the first or the second station, Mark left. Mark went back. Mark couldn't endure all the hardships. In the ancient time, traveling was a hard thing. Today's map shows that Cyprus is very close to Caesarea. I don't know how long time it took to sell people from the seashore of Palestine to this island. Surely you will get seasick. Not like today, to take 747. Due to the hardships, Mark, as a young man, he couldn't go further. At the beginning of their second trip, uh, Barnabas still wanted to bring Mark because Mark was his cousin. Paul said, no. That became a problem. So there is a little defect that eventually caused a trouble of making a division. It is not a light thing to do such a mistake. Okay, now, I'd like to remind you, when the Lord called Peter, James, and so forth, the Lord said to Peter, I will make you a fisher of men. But when the Lord called Saul Tarsus, the Lord told Saul through Ananias, the Lord will make him a vessel, not a fisher. Peter was made a fisher, but Paul was made a vessel. Quite a difference. You could see here in chapter 13, this initiation or this start of the turn is not a start with fishers. It's a start with vessels. Especially Paul. He was sending out as a vessel. He was not going out fishing. He was going out carrying, containing Christ to the gentle world. It's quite meaningful. Wherever he went, he didn't do much fishing. Wherever he went, his ministry was what? Was ministering the very Christ who is being contained in him to others. He was ministering the very contained Christ to others. He was a containing vessel, not a fisherman going out fishing. So the start here is absolutely different from the start in Jerusalem. That was not our pattern. The start in Jerusalem was not our pattern, but this one, Antioch, surely is our pattern. We must follow this pattern. Francis, when the Lord sent Peter out, he sent him out as the fisher of men. But now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, being sent to the Gentile world, is sent not as the fisher, but as the vessel. From chapter 9, we saw that he was this chosen vessel to the Lord. That is a very interesting point. Of course, Peter was with the Lord when the Lord was here on earth. 
he discipled and he took care of Peter. And he told him, follow me and I will make you to be a fisher of men. Peter's whole history had been fishing. And now he's uh, contacted by the Lord and the Lord says, if you just come with me, I'll make you a fisher of men. This is kind of a indication of an outward work. At that time, Peter was really working for the Lord and he was really chosen of the Lord to do a certain kind of fishing job of bringing people to the Lord. But that was before the death and resurrection of Christ. And actually, you couldn't say in the same sense Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit in those days of the Lord on earth as Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit after the death and resurrection of Christ. Because the death and resurrection of Christ is the point at which the Lord himself, Jesus of Nazareth, in his resurrection became the life-giving Spirit. So in a different sense, Paul was filled with the Holy Spirit in a more specific and more inclusive way even than Peter. And the, the fact is that Paul was not called to uh, do something for the Lord in a, that kind of uh, work way, but he was already identified by the word that came to Ananias. When Ananias came to Saul at his time of being converted on the road to Damascus, the Lord said, he is a chosen, that is Paul, is a chosen vessel unto me. He identifies him not as a fisherman, but as a vessel. We have to see this difference. We don't minimize the work of fishing for men, but we certainly have to see that the being a vessel is to absorb and to be constituted with the Lord Jesus himself and then to dispense him into others. So now it's not fishing, it's dispensing with Paul. Yeah, this is a wonderful picture. A vessel implies a cargo, a content, and certainly we see from Paul's life and work and his epistles, when he went to these places, he was really carrying a divine and heavenly cargo with him, wasn't he? He surely was. Francis, I, I uh, have become uh, addicted to the book of Acts again. <laughs> it is so new and fresh in these life study messages, and our fellowship is uh, most enjoyable. Appreciate, as always, your contribution and your help today on another marvelous message that the Lord has granted us to have an opportunity to fellowship and present to our listeners. Thank you very much and come back soon. Thank you. I enjoy the fellowship with you and with the whole radio audience. And I say come back soon knowing that you leave in just a couple of days for a trip to Russia. So we pray that you go in the Lord and that the Lord would keep you and maybe you can give us a short report when you get back. Thank you very much. Our toll-free number is one eight 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 life study That's 543-3788. And our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. For Francis Ball today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee produced by Living Stream Ministry. We have these recorded studies on every book of the Bible available to you online free of charge. Just visit our website, lsmradio.com. You can download the MP3 files, stream them live, or add them to your podcast subscriptions, all at no charge. Once more, the website, lsmradio.com. To contact us, send email to radio at lsm.com. 
www.ccmedia.org or call us at one triple eight life study that's 888-543-3788 thanks for listening today